welcome to Building Boston and Beyond, an educational podcast empowering Massachusetts residents with information, updates surrounding the economic growth of their community, improvements to their neighborhood, and access to resources to enhance their quality of life. From discussions with public officials, businesses, organizations, and change makers, Building Boston and Beyond aims to inform and empower residents to have a voice, support each other, and join the decision-making process in their community. Joining us today on Building Boston and Beyond is candidate for governor, Chris Doty. Chris, a business owner and job creator, comes from the manufacturing world, overseeing Capstan Industries. Chris is here to discuss his platform and why he wants to be Massachusetts' next governor. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Lydia. Really uh, glad to be here. Wonderful. So let's get right into it. Uh, You're a business owner. Why the interest in political office and why you believe your experience will support the governor's role if elected? Yeah, you know, just a a short bio on me so uh, your listeners get to know me. I arrived in Massachusetts in 1987, went to Harvard Business School with my wife, Leslie. We lived in Boston and Cambridge. We eventually settled down here in Rentham, where we are now. We raised our six children, all in the public schools. We now have four grandchildren. And I started a small or bought into a small manufacturing business outside of Boston in Jamaica Plain in the early 90s and had about a dozen or so employees. We grew it to about 700 employees making metal parts for Ford, Caterpillar, John Deere, Whirlpool. Uh, We make parts that go in the Ford F-150 and just so many other vehicles that people are familiar with. In the course of my life, I have spent three decades trying to make life better for my employees and for those in my community and those in my uh, church community. And I would like to do the same for all 7 million residents of our state is to try and make their lives better. And so I decided to uh, retire from my business last December and have been running for governor since. Wow, that's wonderful. So let's talk about Massachusetts, the economy. What is your vision for strengthening the economy, making the state more affordable for people? Well, I appreciate that question because I think all of us in our state are beginning to feel the possible erosion of our jobs and our economy here. I think we've heard of large businesses like Raytheon and Smith & Wesson leaving, but also a lot of midsize and small businesses uh, looking to leave to lower cost areas like New Hampshire, Florida, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And I hear over and over again that there are three main components of cost and affordability that are causing businesses and jobs to leave. One is housing. The second is energy costs. The third is our tax and regulatory burdens. And then lastly, I would say is creating a pro-business culture or having a a culture that's not pro-business enough in our state. I think that as we begin to fix those four things, we'll begin to retain our businesses and begin attracting those that have left and hopefully bringing in new jobs into our state. What do you believe distinguishes yourself from your opponents? I think if I had one word, it would be experience. When we hire a governor, we look for a governor that can be responsible and accountable for the economy and creating and ensuring that there's good jobs here in our state. And that's what I've been doing for the last 30 years of my life is growing a business here, uh, hiring employees, expanding our economy. And I think that's an important part of what we look for in a governor. And I'm the uh, only one that's in the governor's race that has actually done that. Also, I'm very accustomed to getting things done. My business in manufacturing make auto parts is a very complicated, difficult business. As you can imagine, 
a auto recall from a $2 part that we manufacture makes it's very risky and it's uh, very labor intensive and very capital intensive. It's probably considered one of the most difficult industries that we have in the U.S. is auto parts supply chain. And running a government like Massachusetts is a very difficult task like running a business. It's 351 towns, 50 billion, 44,000 employees, assets like the MBTA. I feel like my training, my experience, my background have prepared me to serve as governor. Let's touch upon some important topics, education. Yes. You know, I always say kids go first. And I think many parents that I've talked to have felt that there has been a slow, gradual erosion of our education system here in Massachusetts. Our educational system for many decades was the jewel American education system. Uh, and I think a lot of people are beginning to feel like that's no longer the case. So as governor, I will have a real focus here on education. As a father of six, I appreciate how parents feel about their children have, receiving a good education. A few things that I'd like to offer up is first, in, within my first 100 days, I'd like to do a gap analysis of all of our schools to make sure that they're safe and also meeting the needs of the children. Also, I'd like to install a, uh, a call line to the governor's office so that if a parent feels as though it, their student is not being taught well or is being taught things that are not appropriate for their age, uh, they can call directly to the governor's office and they'll have a response. We'll have a, an ear they can, that will listen. We'll begin tabulating the complaints from the parents and we can begin making corrections and identifying uh, areas of opportunity for improvement. Mm -hmm. I'd also like to look at how much of our money is going to overhead versus what's going into the classroom. Right now, a large percentage of our education dollars are going into overhead and not enough into the classroom. So I'd like to understand that better. I worry about teacher turnover and teacher pay, that it's not enough. And uh, we all know that that's where education really occurs is in the classroom. So I want to make sure our teachers are, are satisfied and are staying in their careers. Right. And the curriculum is up to par to ensure that they're provided a quality education. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the governor sets the curriculum. Right now, the curriculum is set in the governor's office, and I've looked at it. I don't think we want to change it too much because this is the curriculum that's been used for a while, but I think we can make adjustments and make sure the bar is set high. I'm a man that has high expectations of myself and my employees and also of my own children, and I'd like to bring that to the state house. Is it is sort of high expectations of everyone. I think everyone involved in education of children should have high expectations, and as governor, I would bring those expectations for myself and others to the governor's office. Another topic that's important and uh, no stranger to all of us, and we experience it daily and now, addiction, substance abuse, homelessness. What is your plan to address that problem? So let me pick those apart just a little bit on addiction. So the opioid addiction is a national issue. It's almost every state is doing worse. But there's two states that are actually doing better. One is New Hampshire to our north, and the other one is Hawaii. And so I looked at this with this question in mind, why is New Hampshire showing at least uh, better results with addiction recovery than we have? And I think we can copy some of the things that they've done and bring it here to our state. I think as governor, oftentimes I will do that. I'll look at other states and see what they're doing. And then on the homelessness, I think very quickly, one of the first things we need to do there is just get more beds and more staff. Right now, there is not enough beds for those that need them, and there's not enough staff to address the needs of the homelessness. And so as governor, I don't think it's a, a big expense right now, but I would very quickly start adding beds and adding more staff to address the homelessness problem. 
I, I don't see any reason in America or in Massachusetts that people should be sleeping on the streets. Agreed. You spoke about an initiative for your first 100 days. Let's share some other ideas that you have that you'll do right away if you are elected governor. Well, a couple of things. One is coming from the business world, I have purchased a, a large number of businesses and some were turnarounds and some that we were able to uh, just make small improvements on. I know that one of the first things you have to do is hire good people. So in my first 100 days, I'll spend a lot of time making sure I'm hiring good people in the executive branch and then building them to get bringing them all together to be an effective team. We'll set goals and measurables. I'm a big believer in having good goals that are attainable, but also stretch goals. I also think you have to measure things for them to improve, and then you have to report on how you're doing with those measurables. And so I'll begin establishing you know, a dozen or so measurables that I consider the most important for us to track to ensure that we're improving the quality of life for all citizens. As I mentioned, I'd very much like to do a study of the school systems. Mm -hmm. I've been studying the budget of the state for the last three years, but I would like to go in uh, a little bit deeper into our budget. It's a complicated budget, and it's got a lot of accounts and a lot of moving parts, but I would like to spend time in my first 100 days going through the books and the finances, just to make sure I understand that we're using our money effectively. Also, if I just mention one more thing is mm -hmm. that I'm a big believer in employee satisfaction. I know that the success of, of any enterprise is the satisfaction of all employees. And so very quickly in my first hundred days, I'd like to do an employee satisfaction survey, make sure our employees are satisfied with their jobs and with their careers, and make sure that we're not experiencing high turnover among our state employees. I hear when you talk, it's like clearly you are bringing to the table, adding to the governor role, like your business experience when you use the words like measuring and reviewing and understanding. So kudos to you. I think that's an excellent platform that you're bringing. Yeah. And, you know, I have a I have a deep belief in tax policy. I, I know it sounds boring to everyone. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But tax policy is actually really interesting because it's a lot like setting a price in a business. If you think about it, you want your price to be high enough that you can invest in capital, you can pay your employees, you can give them all benefits, but you can't be too high. Otherwise, you get no customers. And I have spent my whole life trying to get pricing right. And it's complicated to find that sweet spot where you're not too high, you're not too low. Mm -hmm. And tax policy is exactly the same. If we go too low on our taxes, then we don't have enough resources for infrastructure improvement, capital improvement, paying employees, taking care of our retirees and all the things mm -hmm. that we need to. But yet if we go too high, then we lose businesses, we lose citizens, they move out. And right now in, this, in Massachusetts, what's happening is other states are beginning to lower their taxes at a fairly fast clip. And it's making us less and less attractive. And so it's not that we've changed, but it's that our competitors, which are the other states, are beginning to change much quicker than us. And so as governor, I'll bring those skills too, is, is tax policy, making sure that we've got the, we're in the sweet spot where we're not too high nor too low. Chris, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join Building Boston and Beyond today. And I wish you the best of luck on Election Day, Tuesday, September 6th. If there's a uh, website you'd like to drive my listeners to, to possibly join your campaign or contribute, please do. Well, thank you so much. And it's been so good to be here. Such great questions, very insightful, and hope it was helpful for your listeners. If anyone would like to know more about myself or our platform and campaign, it's uh, chris4ma.com. That's chrisforma.com. And hope to see everybody along the trail. Visit buildingbostonandbeyond.com to get a glimpse of our future guests and the many ways you can follow us on social media. Join us next time 
to hear the latest topics of discussion in Boston and beyond.